so glad you've joined us on the ERLC podcast to explore how the Bible addresses important cultural issues pertaining to life, religious liberty, marriage and family, and human dignity, and how we can walk in wisdom for God's glory and for the flourishing of our neighbors. If you're enjoying this podcast and find it helpful, please leave a review wherever you listen. This will help more people find and benefit from what we're learning together. We are grateful for the time you take to join us for these conversations. This episode of Weekly Tech is sponsored by The Good Book Company. You can check out their new Talking Point series book on abortion at thegoodbook.com and learn more about how Christians can think biblically, speak wisely, and act compassionately on the complex issue of abortion. Hello and welcome to Weekly Tech, a new technology podcast focused on navigating this digital age with wisdom. Each Monday, we dive into the most pressing and talked about technology stories in order to keep you up to date and prepared for your week ahead. Weekly Tech is brought to you by the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and I'm your host, Jason Thacker. Alongside this podcast each Monday morning, you can receive the Weekly Tech newsletter directly in your inbox that's full of links and the story for the week. You can sign up to receive this briefing each Monday morning at jasonthacker.com slash weeklytech. And as always, all of the links that we talk about will be available in the show notes. Before we dive into the big story this week, I want to let you know about a new interview series that we're starting here on Weekly Tech, where once or twice a month, we'll post a special interview with a leading cultural figure or thinker. Keep your eye out this week for our first interview with Oxford professor and prolific writer John Lennox about his new book, 2084, Artificial Intelligence and the Future of Humanity. You won't want to miss this fascinating conversation with Dr. Lennox. To listen to these special interviews, you can check out jasonthacker.com slash podcast, or if you subscribe to Weekly Tech, you'll see the interview in your feed later this week. The big story this week comes from a new article that I wrote at ERLC.com today about how God is using technology during this pandemic for gospel mission. About the time that the stay-at-home orders went into effect throughout our nation in March of this year, I was encouraged to see many pastors and ministry leaders take to social media. They sent out video updates to their people about the shift to online services and digital discipleship and generally offered a calming and hopeful word in the midst of this pandemic. They were using these tools that they had at their disposal in order to bring a calming and encouraging word to many who were scared and confused. In the midst of these tensions and these tough times, I think that many of us, including myself, miss about how God is still orchestrating all of these things to strengthen our faiths and our churches. He is strengthening us to be able to weather the storms of this life and emerge more devoted to his word and to the spreading of the gospel to the ends of the earth. One example from my own life is my local church located here south of Nashville, Tennessee, that was very quick to shift to online services and encourage our members to embrace these tools in this season. While it was difficult and time-consuming, our church leadership chose to lean in on the advantages of these technologies during this pandemic and find ways to embrace technology for the mission of God. Outside of our typical Sunday morning gatherings being streamed online, our church digitized much of the discipleship content that we had for children and teens and even our membership materials. They sought to equip our people to engage in the mission field that God had placed them in, And sometimes this meant just a few steps from our front porch as our church sought to equip us to shine the love of God into our neighborhoods and to meet the tangible needs of our communities, often using various forms of technology to stay connected. 
While nothing about these new plans were ideal, our pastors and leaders decided to trust God and to believe that He was bigger than any plans that we had for this spring. This was just a helpful reminder that in the midst of the turmoil of our day that God's mission will not be stopped and it will not be thwarted. Around the time this pandemic started and a lot of the stay-at-home orders went into effect, I had a friend that reached out and said that he was just shocked and kind of amazed that the way that the church was already embracing a lot of these technologies in order to stay connected. He said that the leaders of Zoom, Facebook, YouTube, and even Amazon probably never thought that these tools, these technologies, would become the modern Roman roads through which the nations would hear of the good news of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, especially in the midst of a pandemic. But God did. These technologies have quickly become some of the largest gospel megaphones in the history of the world. Even in our church, we're seeing people from across the world hear the gospel for the first time and to be able to gather again, even being able to connect with our missionaries that have been sent out from our churches. It's such an encouraging sign that God is going to continue to use his people to call his children back to him. Over these years of writing and talking about technology, some of the criticism that I faced over the years is that I'm too much of a tech optimist. And while we need to be wise and cautious about the rise of technology and the role that it plays in our lives and our churches, I am a tech optimist because I already know the end of the story. I already know how all of this is going to play out. I have hope even in the midst of the pain because of Jesus. I know that Revelation 7 verses 9 through 10 is true that Jesus is indeed reigning, that he is resurrected from the dead, and nothing will stop this mission from going forward. If you want to read the full article or anything else we talk about here on Weekly Tech, as a reminder, you can check out the show notes or visit jasonthacker.com slash podcast for more. In the rundown this week, we highlight four different articles that you should be aware of as you prepare for your week ahead. First up in the rundown this week is a story from Bloomberg News about how Amazon's Audible is soon to go beyond books as they enter the podcast space alongside rivals like Spotify. In recent months, Audible has been meeting with various talent agencies and producers to discuss acquiring a potential new podcast project dubbed Audible Originals. This acquisition is part of a larger agenda designed to establish Audible as more of an enticing destination for podcast fans as well as to fend off the growing audio storytelling competition, particularly from Spotify. I, for one, love audiobooks and love Audible as a platform, as well as popular podcasting places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For me, it's going to be really interesting to see how Audible does as they enter into this new platform of podcasts and what they're able to produce. Next up is a story from Wired Magazine about how the Department of Homeland Security is preparing for attacks fueled by 5G conspiracy theories. Wired reports that according to the Department of Homeland Security, violent extremists have drawn upon misinformation campaigns online to claim that wireless infrastructures like 5G are harmful to human health and also help spread COVID-19. This preposterous claim that 5G can help spread the coronavirus either by suppressing the immune system or by directly transmitting the virus over radio waves has led to dozens and dozens of tower burnings in the United Kingdom and mainland Europe. And now the United States Department of Homeland Security is preparing to advise the United States on steps that it can take to prevent these attacks on 5G cellular towers. For Christians, this is a helpful reminder of the power of misinformation campaigns and sharing false news online that can lead not only to dangers to human health, but also to our nation's security. Next is a story from Forbes about how facial recognition firms are pitching COVID-19 immunity passports for Americans in the British public. 
Face First, a startup located in California, has been promoting the idea of a coronavirus immunity registry. This registry would be based on a database run by medical providers, which it'll feed into your smartphone app with your immunity status. Just as you use Face ID on your iPhone to open up your iPhone, the app will verify it's you by using your facial data. Amidst a lot of the privacy concerns, CEO Peter Trepp clarified that not only will any such information be opt-in only, but also any personally identifiable information will remain only on your smartphone. It will not be uploaded or available for collection by any organization or government agency. Therefore, he says, no centralized surveillance database will be or can be established from this data. This will be an interesting story to follow as there's continued privacy concerns surrounding facial recognition, but also the role of the face in our Western democracy. Wired reports that last week, Netflix took the radically sensible step to offer to cancel your subscription if you haven't used it in a while. For those of us who might sign up for services and end up never using them, a lot of people are applauding Netflix's decision to auto-cancel these subscriptions. Essentially, if you don't watch anything on Netflix for a year after you join the company will send you an email asking if you want to keep your membership. You'll also get a message if you go two years without watching anything on Netflix at any point. If you ask to cancel or don't write back at all, Netflix will automatically stop charging you for your subscription. And if you decide to change your mind within 10 months, you can always return to the service with all of your settings intact, just as you left them before you deactivated. I know that my family personally will not be taking advantage of the auto-cancel subscription because we do utilize our Netflix account a lot, but it totally makes sense as a way to help customers who might not utilize the service regularly or want to use the service long-term, or may have forgot about the service and decided not to use it long-term. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Weekly Tech. I want to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. And also help us spread the word about Weekly Tech by sharing these episodes with friends and colleagues. As a reminder, later this week you'll get to hear the first in our new interview series here on Weekly Tech with Dr. John Lennox, so make sure to check that episode out. You can also find show notes as well as the email newsletter version of this podcast at jasonthacker.com slash podcast. Thank you and have a great week.